the autopsy about the Dodgers is going to be one of the quickest autopsies in baseball history. Their stars didn't show up. You are locked on MLB. Your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I am an Emmy-nominated television producer who has been a baseball podcaster for the last, I don't know, decade or so. And this is my fifth season, now my fifth postseason as a podcaster here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. And, hey, uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us. And if you're watching us every day, make sure to put on a hashtag that you are an everyday Sully listener. This episode, which is being dropped, which is actually being uh, live-streamed late on the night of the 11th of October, you'll probably hear it on the morning of the 12th of October. This episode is brought to you in part by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. So chances are you're living in one of them. Check out Sleeper. Today, hey, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter or on Instagram. I am your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. First things first, we finally got some people to answer the trivia question correctly. We had a bunch of good guesses for the question of uh, who is the only pitcher to win the Cy Young Award, the World Series MVP the league championship series MVP in the same year and throw complete game victories to clinch both the league championship series and world series. We had someone uh, predict, we had someone guess that it was Dennis Eckersley. Nope. Uh, Someone predicted that it was Dave Stewart. Uh, Nope. Uh, Let's see who got it right. Uh, Craig Brindle got it right. No surprise there. Uh, and a couple of the people, hold on, some people on Twitter or whatever it's called now got it right. Uh, Amy Green got it right. Um, Brian Jones got it right. Uh, Casey, who's at Heidenreich, 1981, got it right. And one other person, oh, uh, I don't know, I've never, I don't recall ever seeing, uh, Virgilio Payano. I hopefully am pronouncing your name correctly. The answer is Oral Hershiser. Oral Hershiser had that remarkable 1988 uh, where he, he broke Don Drysdale's uh, uh, consecutive scoreless inning streak and took his winning into the playoffs. He won the Cy Young Award that year. Oddly, he didn't lead the league in pitcher's war. That went to Danny Jackson. That's one of the reasons why I'll never understand war. Danny Jackson had a wonderful year. He didn't have Oral Hershiser's year. I digress. Uh he threw. He came out of the bullpen and got a save in one of the games against the Mets, and then came out through a complete game shutout 
to clinch the NLCS and then through two complete game victories against the Oakland A's in the World Series. So there you go. It was a massive upset. The Dodgers were completely uh, under one of the biggest underdogs I could imagine. And they wound up beating the, the powerful Mets and the 103 win Oakland A's. That was a year the Oakland, the, the Dodgers were not supposed to win. And they did. Conversely, this was a year the Dodgers were supposed to win. And they got, thumped they got thumped now granted games two and three were actually close games but there was a sense a spider in the toilet feel that they're not going to win this game because in all the games that they played against the arizona diamondbacks and don't worry uh miller thomas and everyone who's a big diamondback fans i'm going to praise the living hell out of the diamondbacks but first we've got to take a look at this fascinating autopsy the Diamondbacks jumped out to big leads in all the games. They they had that mat what that six run first inning where they chased Clayton Kershaw in game one. They scored three runs in the first inning of game two, and then they hit four, count them, four solo home runs in one inning to chase Lance Lynn. You know, the starting pitching didn't do the job, pretty safe to say. And because each of the games had the Diamondbacks jumping out ahead and put the Dodgers on their heels, there was a sense that games two and three were also big blows, even though they were actually pretty close games. But the problem is this. And again, there's rumbling. Of, I'm living here in Los Angeles County. I wanted to go to, I, you know, I, I made no bones about it. I wanted the Dodgers to go to the World Series. Why? Because I live right up the 110 from Dodgers Stadium, and I wanted to go see a World Series game. I thought at least I'd be able to see a league championship series game. I thought at least I'd be able to see a game five of a division series. But no. And there's, I know a lot of Dodger fans here. There's grumbling going on that Dave Roberts should be fired. This, that, and the other thing. He shouldn't be fired. This wasn't his fault. This is the fault of three people. And they are the three huge superstars on the LA Dodgers who came up not small, microscopic. Let me put it this way. Clayton Kershaw, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts combined for one hit and one out recorded. One out recorded by Clayton Kershaw. The Dodgers needed Kershaw to throw a good game because they knew the rest of their rotation was either injured or patchwork and he couldn't give them a second out. He immediately put the team into full bullpen mode with one out in the first. They were down a touchdown without an extra point before they even came to bat. And he put them there. He stunk with a capital stunk. And, and look it, I know that they had like a week off, but do you know what? Toss some balls around. Do some batting practice. I, I can accept the long layoff as an excuse, maybe for game one. Not for games two and three. That is, And it's inexcusable that they came up so small. And then, 
How many situations do you have where you had bases loaded this, runners second, third, or that, and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman came out? How many double plays could they hit into? How many soft outs could they make? Freeman and Betts, and I love Freeman and I love Betts, but they combined for one infield hit. A big hit here or a big hit there. Dodgers win one of these games, and this is a completely different series. So, no, you shouldn't fire Dave Roberts. What was he supposed to do? He didn't have Kirk Gibson or Earl Hershiser to call for. But you know what? Freddie Freeman this year put up a better year than Kirk Gibson ever had. Mookie Betts is an MVP. Clayton Kershaw is going to the Hall of Fame. And they all came up super small. And there you go. Meanwhile, the Diamondbacks seem to be able to homer at will. And they were able to come up. They could tell Marte and um, the uh, – uh, who else got the – you know, the the you know, Moreno is the, you know, the catcher came up big. Um, who else got the big home run today? It was, um, it was Perdomo and Cattell Marte. And um, who was the other home run here? Walker hit the home run. Moreno hit the home run. Um, and there was there was one other one that I missed. What was the other one? Uh, Moreno, Perdomo, Cattell, Marte, and Walker. Yeah, those are the four. Sorry. I, I, it, it, and it was boom, 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 boom. And, you know, that doesn't even bring up Carroll, who bad, you know, who's – OPS in the in the postseason is 1.38. I don't know why they pulled up. Is it fat? I've, not, I've never known how to pronounce his, his name. His name looks like the spelling of what it sounds like when a balloon is going, you know, losing its air. I don't know why they pulled him uh, with only four and th- uh, third innings and he had thrown, you know, he had only thrown 42 pitches at that point. But you know what? I'm not going to argue with a team that just swept the Dodgers. They look good. They can pitch. They're going to throw Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen at the winner of the Phillies and the Braves with a day rest or two. And I I like those pitchers against them. And they'd be able to hit. And what is absolutely bizarre to me is that after the 2018 season, when the, you know, the Diamondbacks were good in 2017 remember they got to the division series and they lost to the dodgers they got thumped by the dodgers and then they contended for a big chunk of 2018 fell apart and paul goldschmidt asked for a trade and everything looked like it was coming up roses as goldschmidt got to the league championship series his first year in st louis and then last year he won the mvp and it looked like they were going to be one of those teams that was going to take advantage of the wild card series when they got, took that lead in game one against the Phillies. And then from that moment, everything has gone wrong for Paul Goldschmidt and the Cardinals. Cardinals lost that uh, series and the Cardinals fell apart this year. And Goldschmidt played 154 games and you know hit his 25 home runs, but his production fell down big time. And he is now grumbling that he doesn't want to be part of a Cardinals rebuild. And who would have guessed that the Diamondbacks would be in better position to get to the World Series than the St. Louis Cardinals at this point? At this point, I bet Paul Goldschmidt is looking through the window going like, hey, remember when I put together those great eight years in Arizona? Can I go back and play with you guys? And the players that got back from the Carson Kellys and everyone in the world, they're not the reason why they're here. 
The rest of the team is just a well-put-together, constructed team. And here we are. And Paul Goldschmidt must be looking around going like, wow, um, should I just have stayed? Now look at the Major League Baseball playoffs are in full swing, which means the clock is ticking on your chance for 100 times your cash on daily baseball fantasy. Baseball is never exciting is now like Cattell Marte, Bryce Harper, and then all the great bats that are smacking out of the ballpark for Houston, for the Phillies, and for the Texas Rangers. Pick more or less on stats for stars from those teams like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 times the payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you could end winning big. Now, you need to use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's term reviews for details. Sleeper, it's time to win big with those Sleeper picks. Now, look at the Braves need to win today. They need to win. And I am by no means an Atlanta Braves fan. I'm not. But they have to win. I am going to root for them. You would think I grew up in Macon. You would think that I grew up cheering Dale Murphy and Glenn Hubbard and Claudel Washington. And all those Braves of the 1980s, loving the Braves of the 90s with Dave Justice and Ron Gant and Greg Maddox and John Smoltz and Tommy Glavin and all of them. Because I'm going to be cheering for them so hard. And it doesn't make sense because I like the Phillies. But the fact of the matter is this. We need one of these series to go to game five. We need one of these series to give this postseason a little bit of juice. And do you want, if it means the other kind of juice, then bust that out too. Because all the wild card series were sweeps. And yes, if you're a Diamondbacks fan or a Phillies fan, if you were an Astro, or not Astros fan, a Rangers fan or Twins fan, that was great. But for everyone else, it was, like, it was kind of over fast. And how many really good games were there in the wild card series? Not, not a lot. The, the, the Twins 2-0 game was pretty exciting. Were any of the other games any good? I mean, were there, what, I mean yeah, the Diamondbacks came from behind in those games against the Brewers. Okay, those, those were pretty exciting. But there was no great moment in any of them. In fact, there's only been one really great game this whole postseason. And that was game two of this series between Philadelphia and Atlanta with the big Phillies comeback and Bryce, you know, the, um, the big Braves comeback, the Riley home run, you know, uh, Zach Wheeler throwing a no hitter for a bunch of innings, the great play, which had Bryce Harper doubled off. That's really the only really, really great game this postseason. You know, the, I'll get to the twins Astros later. It was three, two, it was a fine game, but, did anyone really believe the Twins were going to win that? So what I want is I want a winner-take-all game five between two really talented teams. You can easily see the Braves beating the Diamondbacks. You could easily see the Phillies 
beating the Diamondbacks. Of course, the Diamondbacks could stun everyone because no one thought the Diamondbacks were even going to make the playoffs, let alone beat Milwaukee, let alone beat Los Angeles. So I'm not being overly cocky here, but whoever wins this game has to be favored to win the National League pennant. And the talent is overflowing on both sides. So I want to see them like two Rams butting heads in a game five. Which means the Braves better do something because today's game was that kind of game, which if you don't have a dog of the fight and you look up and like, oh, it's 4-1, 5-1. Oh, and it's 8-1. Okay. Better fold my laundry. Now, look, at I mean, the Braves certainly have the talent to do it. You know, all season long, they we were hearing about their unbelievable historic offense and their hundred some odd wins and everything. And they're going to throw Spencer Strider who pitched well in his first game against Philadelphia uh, against Suarez, who was pulled early. So, I mean, you would think it's the, the advantage is going to be for Atlanta, but a lot of things you would think so far in this series, in this postseason, it's not coming true. And so I, I just, for the sake of the drama, um, I, we got to get a Braves win in there. Now, Bryce Harper had to wear the goat horns a little bit in game two when he took off instead of you know being halfway between first and second when Michael Harris II hit that fly ball or ca- caught that fly ball and turned into a game-ending double play. Um, I can understand calling him a goat. I can understand... You know, saying that it was it was an overrated, uh, you know, movie like he was trying to score. I think that if the ball had hit the wall and he was between first and second, I think he probably would have scored anyway. The worst case scenario would have had runners on the corner with uh, one out, but he was he was doubled off, and Ozzy Albie said something nasty and everything. And um, Bryce Harper today showed us that. Every team had a chance to sign him before the 2019 season began. You know, the year that Paul Goldschmidt was traded. And several teams passed on. The Yankees, of course, famously passed on him because, you know, he's a brash player who loves the spotlight and has a left-handed power swing and uh, wants to win on the biggest stage. Why would the Yankees need a player like that? Brian Cashman famously said, there was no room for him because they already had a bunch of outfielders. Outfielders that included Clint Frazier, that included Aaron Hicks, Brett Gardner, Giancarlo Stanton, and Jacoby Ellsbury, who I believe was in a full body cast when he made that statement. Uh, the Yankees desperately need left-handed power. And if you want to see an example of what left-handed power is, watch the game last night. Bryce Harper hit two mammoth home runs to completely erase any goat horns drawn on his head. And, of course, it was staring down Ozzy Alves the whole way. Drove in four runs. He is His OPS this postseason is 1.382, which is good, in case you're wondering. Um, and Bryce Harper has uh, – how many home runs does he have? He has three home runs this postseason. Uh, Aaron Nola pitched well. And it, you know, they they had the six run third inning, so they didn't they didn't need to push Nola. They didn't need to have him throw a bunch of innings. And here we are, the defending National League champs are one win away 
from going from being a wild card team to hosting the NLCS. I mean, if it's Phillies, Arizona, I don't know. I'm probably going to probably root for Arizona just because, uh, you know, Miller Thomas is on the show so often that it would be fun to talk about the them in the World Series. But we're on the verge of seeing the Phillies doing back-to-back World Series appearances and each time doing it without a first-place finish and with, you know, playing behind a hundred-some-odd win team to get into the playoffs via wildcard spot. But they just look fantastic. Oh, and by the way, quick note. The San Diego Padres were terrible for a gigantic chunk of the season and then finished the season strong. And in the end, were only two games behind the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Remember when they went on that great stretch in September and people were remembering the Colorado Rockies of 2007? Instead, it was the Diamondbacks who got that final spot, and they kind of backed into it because they got, you know, they lost to Houston. But because, you know, another team, I think it was the Cubs lost, they got the final wild card spot, and they kind of backed in. If the Padres were merely mediocre the first half of the season, they would have finished ahead of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I'm just saying. And I'm just saying that Bryce Harper might be underpaid. He's been there since 2019. He's won an MVP as a member of the Phillies. He's won an NLCS MVP as a member of the Phillies, has come back from surgery, has learned a new position. He's playing first base now. Again, a position the Yankees could use a left-handed power bat, but I digress. And he is coming up big. So every team that passed on him, uh, the Phillies fans are saying, I thank you because you you passed on a guy who was coming up big and coming up big on the biggest stage. And the Braves with Acuna and Strider and all their stars have to come up huge tomorrow. Because if they don't, let me put it this way, baseball fans. If they don't, then we are not going to have baseball on Friday nor on Saturday because of how they've spread this whole thing out. And that is bananas. B-A-N-A-N. I I can't spell it. That's how crazy that is. So, everyone should be empowered to take care of for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind so you're not just hoping you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. And Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation care. So don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Medical by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Uh, we have some people in the comments section. Um, Hazy Swayze says, I, I assume you're talking about uh, Bryce Harper, 
Hazy Swayze is saying, here, we'll put it up there. Is he better than Jordan Alvarez? Yes. I mean, of course, he is. Jordan Alvarez is a fine player. Um, Harper's an MVP, and he's magnificent. Now, Alvarez is a gigantic player in the postseason. He has come up fantastic in the postseason. And, and again, this is, I'm not taking anything away from Jordan Alvarez by saying that Bryce Harper is a better overall player. But, you know, Alvarez is coming up big this postseason. His OPS this, this postseason is 1.7-something. So he's uh, he's fantastic. He's fantastic. Um, oh, oh, by the way, uh, Little E uh, corrected me. It was Orlando Arcia that allegedly said something in the locker room, not Ozzy Albies. My bad. I'm sorry I got my Braves infielders uh, confused. It was a Philly beat writer who passed this info. Uh, Arcia doesn't speak English to the media. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I mean, that was my bad. Uh, I, I said the wrong thing. It happens from time to time. Um, let's talk a little bit about, you know what? I'm going to give the Twins a little bit of credit. The Twins showed up. The Twins showed up. The Twins, when they fell behind big in game one, hit a couple home runs to pull within one. They won game two on the road. Uh, and, to, and you know, they got thumped in the Sonny Gray game. Uh, and today, they played the Astros, you know, they played a good game. You know, they pulled within three to two, but the Astros bullpen is very good. It is very good. And you got to give credit to um, Naris. You got to give credit to Abreu. You got to give credit to Presley. Uh, they got all of the outs that they need to get. And the Astros are the only, so far the only favored team to advance. I give the Twins credit. And by the way, the Twins won more games in the postseason than the Rays, Blue Jays, Dodgers, uh, Brewers, uh, and Orioles combined. So, uh, yeah, uh, good for them. They got the monkey off their back. They won three postseason games this year after not winning a single postseason game. Uh, in my in the lifetime of my two sons who are currently in college. So good for them, and they can move forward from that. But right now, uh, I'm going to uh, uh, bring in another comment from King Twister. What's up, man? Rangers versus the Astros, the I-45 series and the Texas series. Um, yeah, and King Twister also says, I think a Texas team – wins and goes to the world series. Yeah. The great prediction. In fact, I would go to, uh, I would go to FanDuel and, uh, and bet on that. Uh, that, that's your sleeper picks right there. Um, good job, King Twister. Yeah. You know, back in, in, uh, 2013, uh, 10 years ago, the Astros who for me were one of the quintessential national league teams jumped from the national league to the American League. And the idea was to hopefully create a rivalry with the Texas Rangers. And there were there have been years where the both teams have been in the playoffs at the same time. But here we go. This is the all former Giants managers managing a Texas team in the ALCS. It is going to be uh hopefully a barn burner. Uh you, you, Ivaldi, 
you know, is a you know good pitcher. There are good pitchers on Texas. Obviously, you got Verlander. And give credit to Urquidy, who did let up the two solo home runs, but let up only one hit that wasn't one of the the two solo home runs. He pitched very well. Thank you very much. Uh, and um, let's give credit for Framber Valdez. Let's give credit to Christian Javier. The Astros pitchers came up, well, you know, they did the job. And they're the antidote to the Orioles and to the Dodgers for the teams that got swept, even though they were, you know, the home field advantage. Well, there's too much rest. Well, the Astros got the same thing. Why did they come up big? And the Dodgers couldn't. And Baltimore couldn't. You know, <laughs> you know, um, Orioles. Yeah, and you know what? I'm going to quickly say something. I'm just going to digress for a quick second. I got a lot of uh, YouTube comments and tweets from Oriole fans. Um, it's too soon to sort of break down your comments because your team just got eliminated. I know that it's a horrible day when your team gets eliminated, and sometimes you get defensive, sometimes you get angry. I get it. Uh, I'm not going to be the guy who dog piles on your team when you lost. So um, we'll do that in a few weeks, but uh, I'm going to address some of the comments, including some of the people who are trying to make the case of, well, you know, how can a small market team like the Orioles contend? Uh, there's a lot of holes in that, in that thought process, not the least of which the top three payrolls in baseball failed to make the postseason, and Baltimore may not be as big as L.A. or Chicago, but for the love of everything holy, it shouldn't be in the bottom three in payrolls. I digress. Bottom payrolls, huge overflowing farm system, big needs. Why didn't they make a move? I digress. I think it's going to be a great series. I know everyone on the planet Earth is going to be rooting for the Rangers, except for Astros fans. Astros fans are going to have to do do be something there. And I have to I have to admit I'm rooting for the Rangers, not because of a hatred for the Astros, but because of my love for Bruce Bochy, who is my dad's favorite manager. But also, uh, I love seeing generational moments. I love seeing a series where the fans are going to see that thing they thought they were never going to see. And for Ranger fans trying to wipe away any Nelson Cruz leap out of their mind to win a World Series, you know, that would be the moment they've been waiting for forever. And for those of you who hate the Dallas Cowboys, think about it. If the Rangers win, then of the four major sports in Dallas, the Rangers, the Stars, the Mavericks, and the Cowboys, that would mean of those four teams, the one with the biggest championship drought would be the Cowboys. So, look, it's going to be a great Texas series, and uh, it's going to be nice to see if that turns into a true rivalry. And you know, if the Astros get to the World Series for the third straight year, I'll feel good for Dusty Baker giving a gigantic middle finger to his critics and cementing his Hall of Fame candidacy. But whoever gets in, the manager will be in yet another World Series. And it's going to make both Bochi and Dusty's Hall of Fame resume all the more stronger. Um, and uh, by the way, uh, Justin Lamas points out, Sully, our Otani sweepstakes starts tomorrow here in L.A. Yeah, let, let the Otani sign with the Dodgers countdown uh, begin. Uh, what is this going to be here? Little League, could it be the Astros are still cheating or when they really need to? 
Brayo awful in the regular season, now in MVP form. Um, I'm not going to go there. There's a lot of eyeballs and scrutiny, and there's been a lot of examples of players who have had lousy regular seasons who have a burst of energy in the postseason and look really good. Heck, Johnny Bench had a lousy 1976, and he went on to be the World Series MVP that year. It happens. Players with disappointing regular seasons have a good couple of games and win a world, uh, you know, a playoff MVP. So I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. Hey, um, before we go, I'm going to go for the trivia question. Again, it's going to be involving a uh, person who clinched postseason series. And it's going to be a league championship series question. And the answer is this, or the question is this. What pitcher, and I'll throw in a hint, what Hall of Fame pitcher is the only pitcher to throw the clinching pitch to clinch an American League Championship Series and a National League Championship Series? Only one closer or starter. Was it a starter throwing a complete game or not? I'm not going to tell you. What pitcher? is the only one to throw the clinching pitch of an ALCS and an NLCS. That is our trivia question for today. So uh, thanks for everyone who was listening. Uh, we're going we're gonna to hopefully set up the Game 5 preview tomorrow. Uh, follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your pal Simon Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Doing a live feed, answering some questions. And saying, oh, please, 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 let's have some baseball on Friday. This has been Locked On MLB. I am your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.